Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legends. And Ari, since it's the new year, I've decided let's try something different. The playoffs are among us in the uh, football. So why not bring one of my most lovable <laughs> alumni, charismatic, um, Preston Denard. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing well at 66. <laughs> you know what, Preston, that's the thing. I, you know, when I go through these and I started, I didn't know you were older than me. I always thought I, I was older than you. By a minute. Yeah, by a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we're not from the same mother got the same father. So anyway, <laughs> that's another story. But listen, Preston played for the Los Angeles Rams, the Buffalo Bills, and the Green Bay Packers throughout his illustrious career. It was so funny that both of us went to the University of New Mexico, and I ended up uh, going to the Lakers. Preston went to the Rams, and that was not by design, okay? So, again, I want everybody to know I love him like a brother, but we're still strangers in a way, okay? Get yeah. <laughs> us started, Preston. Growing up, I didn't know you are from Georgia, too. That's another thing. Uh, correct me if I'm saying it wrong. Cordell? Cordell, yeah, yeah. Cordell, Cordell, Georgia. What was it like growing up there? Well, here's the deal. Um, I didn't really live there long. When I was probably there my first five years after birth, and my father was in the service in the Army, and so he was stationed in Germany. So my mom moved myself and my sister uh, to Germany probably about when I was five or six. And I was there until I came back to the States uh, entering the sixth grade, and that's when we were in Georgia. And we were in Cordell, and my dad got an opportunity probably months after we were back to move to Arizona or come out west, which I think he was originally coming to California. And, but he ended up in, in Phoenix, Arizona. So that's where I grew up from technically the sixth grade on until I left what, after my high school year. What was Germany like in the 60s? That's crazy. Well, what I, re- <laughs> what I remember is we lived in an apartment complex. We had a... I don't know, nanny or something like that. She was a German young lady, um, really, really sweet. And then 
Um, I remember kindergarten and big old cookies and milk. I remember the market had those stone rock roadways and the market baskets on the sides. But I also remember being at the bottom of the stairwell in my apartment and some kid dropped a brick on the back of my head. <laughs> right. I mean, they, to kill you. that's what I remember. <laughs> They're like 10 years away from trying to exterminate all the you know, people that look like you and look like me. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. It was great. And like I say, we just transitioned over. But I, I go back to Georgia a, a lot. And I had been going back for about 18 years straight for a celebrity tournament. And I saw my people and all that. And that's cool to go back and visit. But don't think I want to live in Georgia. <laughs> you know, Preston, we as young people, there are a lot of people that influence us as we're growing up. Who were some of your role models as a young person? Oh, I had many. Now, I was a guy that until my eighth grade year I think I wasn't really into anything or sports I had a I had a really bad speech impediment and um, it was just really devastating so I, I didn't reach out until my dad got me involved in athletics and so I remember uh, uh, the, the U.S. Olympic teams back then when they were in the Olympics I mean they were classics male ponder I think he was in the 60 Olympics the shortest guy I knew as a sprinter uh, that was in the Olympic Games. Dwayne Evans ran in the Olympics. He was from South Phoenix, the high school I originally went to. Uh, but people I looked up to were guys that I watched and that were probably going to ASU and went on to the pros, University of Arizona, and the Reggie Jacksons of baseball who went to Arizona State, Rick Mondays. I mean, these were my heroes. I'm going back to you guys know these names. I was huge into the Phoenix Suns when they were first originally there. And the Dick Van Arsdales, the Tom Van Arsdales, the Gail Goodrich. Um, remember Alvin Adams? Oh, I can go back with you. That's what I grew up watching all the way through high school and going on into college. And, you know, Alvin is, is one of the officers for, for the uh, Suns even today. Uh, but that's what I remember. I remember the O.J. Simpsons in college at SC. That was huge for me. Um, so I had a lot of role models, the Walter Clyde and Earl the Pearl. Oh, I used to love watching them. So I had some heroes. Those were the folks I looked up to and, you know, I loved them Lakers too. You know what? Yeah. Well, I was going to say that too bad. None of them were Laker players, but you know what? We're going to get into that later. <laughs> oh, I love them Lakers. And you know, when Gail was there, cause he was there for a minute and then, uh, he went on and, you know, you had West and you had all all the Jamal and, you know, had all of them. And then of course, as I grew and got to know you guys, then it was huge after that. You don't have to suck up now, Preston. We're going to stay with it. <laughs> but again, your sport was the oblong ball. Mine was the round basketball. Okay. And, and, you know, you were the first, uh, you hold a lot of UNM records at the Lobos, the first freshman receiver that broke all the records. How many records of yours still stand today? You know, I don't know how many, but, uh, there's a lot still standing. Uh, Terrence Mathis took a lot of them, and I think the remaining ones are all mine. But I've got some good ones. I got some that'll never be broken, um, which is neither here nor there. I was just happy to be able to establish them. But you know, uh, a really short story is I actually didn't come to UNM to play football. I came to play baseball. Hey, Michael Cooper here. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. 
head to our new updated desktop on mobile websites to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. A really short story is I actually didn't come to UNM to play football. I came to play baseball. No kidding. A traumatic thing happened, and I'm writing a book on this now, but a traumatic thing happened as a student athlete. Uh, my first year in college in 74 was the first year the NCAA allowed freshmen to play on the varsity level. So after the third varsity level game, they brought me up. It, like Coop said, I ended up making all-conference, first freshman ever do it. Exciting athletic first year. Go home, winter break. I see I make all-conference. Excited. Three days later, I get my grades from UNM, my first semester as a freshman in college, 0. 0.6 GPA. Wow. Oh, wow. yeah. And I do this talk when I go speak to young students and student athletes. And it's, I, I call it investing yourself. I really didn't invest in myself. I was so intertwined in the success of football that academics got away. And it wasn't that I could handle it. Hey, Preston, I, so is this safe to say? Because this is the same thing I use the kids, except my next step happened as a freshman in college. I went to two-year junior college. Is it yeah. safe to say that you were an athlete student instead of a student athlete? Yeah, I can agree with that. I think we attempted at the even um, um, pendulum, but um, sometimes some things overcome our abilities to apply ourselves appropriately. And that word is really key because I can remember studying. I can remember reading. I can remember preparing for the exams. But it's tough, I found out, when the exams came and you had to recall all that stuff you actually went through because the headphones were on while you were doing it. And, you know, when you're listening to Steely Dan, Steely Nick, Stevie Nicks, and Stevie Wonder and all them, you know, this became dominant. And then I, I really said, wait a minute, are you white or black? What were you listening to then? What about oh. Lisa Franklin and uh, the Tim said Stevie Wonder? <laughs> hey, I said Stevie Wonder, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the bottom line is, I had to apply myself. So when I, after my freshman, my soft, my freshman year, first semester, my second semester, I was faced with being on probation and losing my scholarship. And here's the deal about not coming there to play football. I came there to play baseball, but they allowed me to play football. It was one of the mm. tools that would allow me to do both. And I did, but all this happened my first semester, which made me ineligible for baseball. Wow. Finally, I had to have a 3.65 GPA to be eligible my sophomore year. I came up with a 3.675, barely made it, became team captain my sophomore year, All-American, and it just changed the whole dynamics. And you know what? You played with one of the greatest, too, uh, Robin Cole, who went, mm -hmm. went on to play with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you played with him uh, as one of your teammates. But as you go through your college career, you have a great career. You finally, do you, your senior year, do you envision yourself in the, in the NFL? You know what? I had no, well, by the time I was a senior, yes, because I had no idea, had no interest, wasn't even thinking about it through my junior year. And I was one of the leading receivers in the nation all four years. Wow. And um, 
I, it wasn't until my senior year when somebody, some scout told me I was probably a mid round draft pick and um, which they told me probably fifth round. And at that time there were 12 rounds. So I was pretty excited about that. Played my senior year. I did well. It was mediocre. Uh, we didn't have the throwing ability to, to, to really be top notch. So my last year was the only year I wasn't ranked high in, in the nation and I didn't get drafted. One of the leaders and I didn't get drafted, but Fortunately, unfortunately, I played at a time and came out of college when the James Loftons, the John Jeffersons, the Ozzie Newsoms, the West Chandlers, and on and on and on, you know, all those guys came out with me. So um, it was a tough nut. And so I came as a free agent and um, my age is funny how this, this Laker Ram deal worked out for us. I was in cruises with nine other with with all, there were nine athletes, UTEP, Texas Tech, UNM, and New Mexico State. Three of us from each, and we were all there waiting to be drafted. Everybody got drafted out of that room, and three of us didn't. There was the three guys from New Mexico. I was one of. I walk wow. out of the room after the last pick. I go for a walk, contemplating what I'm gonna do. I come back to the hotel suite where my agent was, and Coop knows this agent. He'll tell you why. HD Harold Daniels <laughs> and Doc and Doc all, yeah. yeah 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 and Doc and Doc tells me when I get in the room he says okay we had eight teams call we're going to LA in the morning we're going to sign with them and I said okay <laughs> and that's <laughs> the Rams <laughs> and you know what I already think about Harold Daniels Harold was like six six three twenty a big guy man he no. kind of Six, seven, three, twenty. Yes, football players and <laughs> basketball players. And that was my first agent, too, Harold Daniels. Yep, yep. He had all of us. Robin, me, Coop. I don't know. Did he have Marvin? I believe so. But Marv okay. kind of, like, took a left and went somewhere else. Okay. With yeah, that. yeah, okay. And, and Coop, but, we talk a lot on this show about the era that you played in with three-point shooting versus the era now. I mean, oh. same is true in football in terms of throwing the football. Um you know, look, there, there were some exceptions with guys that threw a lot and, and, you know, put up some decent numbers. But, I mean, you talk about the passing numbers and the re- yeah, receiving yeah. numbers now. Yeah. Like, how many times – do you remember how many times you're you, – how many passes oh, yeah. you caught oh, your senior yeah. year? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, well, my senior year? Yeah, or like in college. Yeah, I think it was the 36 or 37 passes. Yeah. And sophomore year was 59. I had 61 another year. I mean, I was rolling. But, but my senior year wasn't. And the pros when I first started – well, back in the day when we were playing – Five catches a game was a huge game. <laughs> probably, probably is like a kid with 10, 11, 15 catches in a game. That's what ours was. And usually those catches were drive sustaining catches. Like you had to have a catch to continue to drive. Nowadays, you can see what they're doing. Yep. And there's like 9,000 of them lining up out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 okay, so you find yourself in L.A., and, well, you know, at first, let's do this. We're, uh, you're listening to Showtime with Coop. Preston, I have a, uh, it's called Coop's Lightning Round. This part yeah. here. I'm going to give you five names, and you tell us something about those pl- those people, okay? As much as you want or as little as you want, okay? Okay. First person up, Bill Mont. Oh, Bill Mont. Very fair, supported me, and followed my career, and I did a commercial with him and Fred Litnikoff, uh, my wow. second in the league. And Bill was your college coach, right? He was my head uh, football coach, yes. Uh, Pat Hayden. Pat Hayden. Short, talented, smart, gifted, and uh, really enjoyed his leadership. Now, uh, Ari, one thing about Preston is that he's the musical minister at his church. 
<laughs> this person here goes for him, Kurt Franklin. Kurt Franklin, talented, uh, can do anything musically and spiritually, um, locked in, and uh, just love his stuff. Vince Ferragamo. Oh, my boy. That's <laughs> my dog. We are dear friends even today. We check on each other. Um, I've, I mean, just crazy. Here's the deal about Vince. Vince used to, nobody knows this. No, nobody believes this. But Vince would make up plays in the huddle. They <laughs> play yeah. We bring a play in and he didn't like it. So he'll say, I'm supposed to run a post. He'll say, press it. Forget the post. Bring it back to the corner. You come underneath this time. I mean, he used to do that in the huddles. And people so, didn't believe when we said that. It, How so much the coaches crazy. hate him? Oh, Edric, well, we're crazy. We worked <laughs> out. It always was good. <laughs> well, Preston, give us uh, 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 the play call. So if it's like a oh, okay, uh, okay, ZY out, give us yeah, the yeah, call yeah. That he yeah, would yeah. Say. All right, look at you, Coop. So he'll say, he'll say, um, um, okay, here we go. I write uh, sixty-three X corner Y looky, and so in case there's a blitz, he call a looky. So take a peek just to make sure. If not, we continue with the play. So on re those responsibilities, I got a particular route, X corner. So I got to run a corner. No matter what happens, I run the corner. Uh, but sometimes I always had this rule. There's something called a triangle. The guy over me, the first guy inside of me on the line of scrimmage, and the first guy inside deep. If any one of those guys blitz the quarterback, I just snap off the ball and just look for the ball real quick to keep it alive so they don't sack the quarterback. So that was a responsibility, a learned responsibility. It wasn't a play call. I just did if it happened, but I would run the X corner on the play. Sometimes he'll go to the line of scrimmage and he'll change the play. And then we'll adjust that and run that particular play. Now, what is that when the quarterback is doing all of that? And when they've changed it, it just, no, it just depends on what signals they call for. So like if this week we're playing uh, uh, the Coopers and you know, this, this week, our live call is going to be touching the face mask. Blue 28, blue 28. So whatever we practice that week, that when he does this, that might mean I don't run the corner. I just turn around and catch the pass real quick because he can feel the blitz coming. Maybe it's something like that. Or they're heavy on this side and he wants to change the protection in a different way. He'll, he'll do that, have us change a route. Sometimes he'll do this. He'll say, or it's like this. Keep the play, keep the play. Sometimes they just come out and say, same, same, same. So it just depends on the theory and the concept of the coach at hand. Wow, you had to like have take a class in linguistics to understand what these guys are talking about. Well, a lot about of times signals get mixed up. A lot I know, of times. But, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> continuing true. our list, and last but not least, we lost a giant in football. And I'm asking you about two people because we lost a giant in basketball. First go with John Madden and then follow yeah. up with Kobe. John Madden, I didn't personally get to meet him like uh, Flores and, and Landry, but uh, I always thought he was huge in life. You know, don't have a personal relationship, but always admired him. Wish I'd had a chance to play for somebody like that. I think I did in Ray Malavasi, but he just didn't, wasn't here long enough and didn't have the success as much as John Madden. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Oh, wow. Okay. That is, you, buy, you look like him a little bit, Preston. That's why. That's what I'm getting ready to say. Everywhere I go, I see people looking at me, staring at me, 
And they're trying to figure out who I am. I know that. Now, I didn't know at the time, but I know now because I have a lot of people that come to me and say, boy, you look just like Kobe Bryant. I said, no, Kobe looked like me because I'm a lot older than Kobe. <laughs> yeah, I get that all the time, everywhere I go. So funny. Yeah. That's Preston, funny. And you know what? I'm glad you said that because when people see me, they'll go, Coop, what was it like playing with Magic? I said, no, no. The question is, what was it like playing with Coop? I was on the team first, right? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell you something related to the Lakers. So, Coop, when you were in town for your autograph deal, we um, we were talking about our relationship. And I've been to your home a few times for some of the parties. And, you know, the team were there and stuff. I've sang the national anthem for the Lakers and the Clippers. We talked about that. But one thing we didn't get a chance to talk about is you only did this once. I got the opportunity to, Ari, to go in the locker room after a game. Wow. And I would go up in that, uh, what do you call that clubhouse deal? The form club. Yeah, yeah okay. the form, form club. club. The secret's about that, Preston, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I went in the locker room. And so I go in the locker room and, you know, I, I get to meet everybody and all that. And so I meet Kareem and Kareem said, Kareem's, Kareem, uh, he grabs a towel and he turns around like he's going to run around. And he said, Preston, you think I can play tight end? <laughs> and I, Forgot that. I said, hell yeah, you're that seven foot tall. <laughs> All we got to do is throw it up to the moon. <laughs> you know what, Preston? I was going to ask you, you said you went to the locker room, and uh, but I don't want to get too X-rated about <laughs> who was... <laughs> who, who was what? <laughs> who's the biggest guy you saw in there, not height-wise, but that's another story <laughs> for another day. Anyway, we listen to Preston Denard wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Showtime with... <laughs> Who did I contract with? What kind of programming is this? <laughs> Preston, so you had a, a great career. It's Cooper's show. That's what it is. You know it. <laughs> you had a great career with the Rams. Uh, you ended, as we all do as a professional athletes, and we go into our second life. And now that you've done some broadcasting, so now I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. Who's Super Bowl? Who's going to win Super Bowl? Yes. Oh, that's a tough one. So what you guys got to understand is this. I don't watch any pro sports until playoff time. Um, Why is that? Well, and I watch college sports year round. Love it. All women, men. But the pros, um, and Coop, I think you can identify with this, but you might be a little different. Um, I get impatient during the season with football, pro football, because it's mundane. You know, or it used to be mundane on the ground. Now it's mundane in there. Everybody's, you know, they didn't have them damn gloves. They wouldn't be making one-handed catches like they do. You know, we didn't have that mess. So anyway, I don't watch regular season because the pop hating is what I know. That's what I remember. Because you had the ball out to stay in. Yeah. And we stayed in a lot of times. Won the divisions almost every year, actually every year. And then went to conference championship, lost uh, my, my rookie year. Uh, second year, we win it, go to the Super Bowl. Third year, you know, just on and on. I, I think we lost in the playoff. So it's more, it's more the game I know, love, expect, and want to see because it's live or die. And, Coop, you know this. It's when, that's the best ball because if you don't ball out, you're going home. And yeah. so – when I watch pro ball, baseball, basketball, football, I, that, that's what I do. That's why. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Let me rephrase the question. 
who has the best chance to you of winning the Super Bowl? The best chance is probably still going to be, even without A.B., I still think it's Tampa Bay. But if the Rams got that true wake-up call last week, they'll be the ones because they're going to have to ball out. And they missed out last year, okay? And they just haven't had the opportunity to close it out. And so they've been there. They missed out the year later. And now they got another opportunity. You should think that they probably grew up by now and being beat the last week that their urgency is now upon them. So now the game is going to change. And Monday night, if you don't see a different Ram team than before, they're not going anywhere. You know what? And I hate to get off track because I, I love talking to you about football. I'm not a big football fan during the season like you, but I do watch in the playoffs. But uh, one quick question. You bring up Anthony Brown. That's A.B. Mm-hmm. What would make a player melt down like that? Do you think his, career, his, his football career is over with? My personal opinion? Yes. Could be. And your professional opinion? Yeah. Well, I mean, professional opinion. Um, I would not be taking a chance on him. Now, here's the deal. I'm at a disadvantage because I truly don't know if he needs some kind of mental help. Yeah, he does. And processing it because I don't know him. And if he does, then I'm all about that. Then that's what he should do. Or if it's an athlete, the kind of ugly athlete that we all don't like, you know, selfish and that whole deal, and he's taking it to the tilt, then I, I just say he disassociates yourself from that. But if he seriously has a medical issue or mental challenge or issue, then we need to get him some help. because, And then keep him in that mode because you don't need to be out on the field. I mean, he doesn't respond to scenarios appropriately and professionally, and, and he doesn't react to things in a manner that should be respectful to himself and the game and others. And so if he continues to respond in life to things like this, he'll never be able to maintain or obtain relationships in a long-term fashion. He'll never maintain the, the support he'll need because he'll just run folks away from him. Um, and then some folks don't have time for that because they don't, you know, life's precious and they don't want to be a part of it. And that's where the game comes into play. Do you want that in your locker room? Do you want guys to be on edge and just waiting for something to tilt over with him and he goes off? No, I think you want to remove that possibility from your whole program so you can focus on the journey of Twitch. Well, my street opinion. Go ahead, Ari. No, I mean, Antonio Brown has had so many things that have happened over the course of his career. It's insane. I mean, just the things he, you know, one year he was, he was traded to the Raiders after basically he, he didn't show up for practice the week of, of a playoff game for the Steelers. And so he like removed himself from the Steelers organization. They traded him to the Raiders. And so he was doing like cryogenic therapy and he, he, he had frostbite on his toes. Like he, he oh, I remember this, that. It just goes on and on of, over the things that have happened over the course of his career where, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I, I don't know him, but I would, I would guess he's got some mental health issues, but I don't know that he's, yeah. he's willing to accept that. And the problem is yeah. he is still yeah. so like the things that he's done over the course of his career. And the fact that he's still able to find a spot, I don't know, this may, this might be it, but he, it's just a testament to how good he is mm-hmm. that teams are continually willing to take chances on him. But maybe this is it because Brady yeah. had him in new England. And then there was a whole fallout with new England. And then Brady goes to, to Tampa, brings him there and, 
you know, Tom Brady's one of the only guys I think that has the credibility to step up for a guy like that. I, I'd say he's yeah. probably done. Yeah. yeah. Well, my my uh, street opinion, uh, backyard ghetto uh, mentality is telling me this, man. This boy is crazy, man. You don't <laughs> throw away that kind of money. You don't throw away that money, I know. man. But, Where but, are you hey, going to find a job that's going to earn you three, four million dollars? Even if they weren't throwing to him and letting him get his um his uh, incentives, you don't throw away that money. And it kind of makes you think he might be on drugs. You know, Sherm makes you take your clothes off and do crazy things. I know he wasn't on Sherm, so he's just flat out crazy. You don't throw away that kind of money. <laughs> I don't see him playing football anymore. I wouldn't take a chance on him on everything you said. Already, PD and Ari, I hear what you're saying, but you don't throw away that kind of money because oh, yeah. it's hard to make that money in the ghetto, man. You can't make that on the street. <laughs> but he's giving away. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. But I you're tell right. you, I, I, if we get to the serious side of this, he ain't thinking about that because if he's got an imbalance going on in his head, he ain't thinking about it because he's in it right now. He's not thinking about what he's not going to be able to get tomorrow because he's already into tomorrow right now. He's got the funds that represent that opportunity. But you and I know that that ain't going to last long if you don't preserve it, take care of it, or continue to supply more to it. And that's what he's going to miss out on. And But he, oh. I guarantee you, he ain't thinking about it. You know, we, we do make fun of that, and I, I think it's a serious note. And we do wish that this young man would get a lot of help because uh, that incident there has killed off his football yeah. career. And I'm yeah. like you, Preston. I don't want that around my team. And he's at that point now to where these teams are changing. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is leaving. These older players are starting to leave. They're bringing in these young people. And any veteran they have on the team has to be a role model for these yeah. young players coming yeah. in. So uh, let's, yeah. let's hope that AB really, truly, truly gets the help that he needs yeah. if that's what he needs. But again, I just can't see losing that kind of money. Yeah. You listen to the Showtime with Poop, insightful BS with my NBA friends, uh, <laughs> NBA legend players, but we done changed the script on you. We got a football guy in here. A couple <laughs> more questions, Preston. In today's game, if you were playing today, would you rather be catching for Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I wouldn't care. It wouldn't matter. Because you got to pick one, man. Don't sit on the fence. Oh, so you went off the okay. <laughs> But a smart guy would say, I don't give a damn. They both can throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, gosh, let's see. Well, they both are Super Bowl quality. Gee, who would I go for? Well, I, I'll do it like this because I played for Green Bay. I would play, I, I would want to catch from Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because Green Bay is a different kind of place to play. Buffalo is a definitely different kind of place to play. Mm-hmm. And player you want to play there so i'll finish that statement by saying this every i tell everybody this i ended my career in green bay that any nfl player who did not have the chance to experience being a packer missed out because it's nostalgic even in the community in the neighborhood in the town it's just unreal it's the only game in town and it's right in the middle of the neighborhood it's like the supermarket and i tell you that experience is unreal you know what? A lot of people think that way about the Boston Celtics, too, because yep. the Celtics yep. have so much uh, royalness with them and, and yeah. nostalgia yeah. and hair, you know, playing with the Celtics. Doesn't matter what color you are, just being in that organization, right. which I right. think the Lakers now have acquired, because if you don't play for Lakers, it's like you're not playing basketball. So, I mean, uh, you got to pick a winner between the Lakers now and the Celtics mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Who would you pick? The Lakers now. The way they're playing, they're playing shitty. Or the Celtics now, who's a sucky team, 
What's the, who would you think would win? I would just have to go with the Lakers because that's my thing. I, I ain't thinking about the Celtics at all. I don't care about who's playing worse or bad. I just got to go for that goal because that purple and goal because I that's what I know. But um, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I haven't been watching much of them, but what I have been watching, I don't understand the quality of play. They should be better than that right now. And I LeBron goes off at times. Somebody else goes off, but. Man, I miss them old days. Oh, hey. Lord. You listen to <laughs> Preston Denard, uh, former NFL all-star super player, my friend, person I love. Uh, last question for me, uh, PD. Uh, tell us a little bit about your ministry uh, that you got going on now that oh. you have left uh, the sports. Oh, okay. Well, I am the uh, director of music for our church in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I head up the choir and the music team and the sound group and everybody. So I got that thrown in my lap last year. But the reason I, I have that is because I've been a part of the choir for a number of years and this church and I'm the lead singer and, um, you know, I do a lot of specials and when I'm out of town and I miss a Sunday and I come back, all the old ladies in church. They point their finger about me being gone. They weren't the same like when you're here. <laughs> I try I try not to be gone much, but it's all good. <laughs> you know what? Your second career. Now, are we le- not Luther Vandals, but Luther Denard? Are we looking for anything like that? No, you, you, ain't, you ain't thinking about that. What you're thinking about is flying into Albuquerque to my church on one Sunday morning and watching. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you before we go. So, uh, you, we went to school together. Uh, I watched you guys play ball, sat near the bench, all that stuff. In the off season, we used to be in Johnson gym, balling, running the courts. And so if you remember those days, do you remember my game? And did you think I had game? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you go cross your arms. Too. <laughs> I, I think every, especially when you're in college, Every athlete, doesn't matter what sport you play, can always overlap on another sport. And you were uh-huh. athletic. Your jumper was broke. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but your quickness of getting down the court, your defense was good. And you could score. I could say that. <laughs> you could score. But, uh, you know, um, hey, sports is sports wherever you go. That's true. And I know I was competitive. And I only asked that to end this segment with this. You may remember this, you may not, but Ari, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to yield my vulnerability. We're playing full court. I'm on the court with Coop, Johnson, all the guys. We're running it. I happen to be back on defense. And here come Coop and I don't know who else it was. And I act like I want to play defense against a six-six guy. And he rises up, and I'm looking like this. As he's going over my head to slam the ball. If he wasn't my friend, I wouldn't like him today. Well, Preston, you know what? What you got the same feeling I had when Dr. J dunked on me. You just kind of like. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> Only problem with yours is yours is hidden. Mine is on TV almost. <laughs> and YouTube everywhere. I don't ever forget. Best dunk ever. Are y'all crazy, man? Anyway, Preston, listen, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you for the time. All right. Any last questions for Preston? No, I, it seems like you're a really, you know, busy guy. You got a lot of things going on. You, you've got you with a sports court business and you know, mm-hmm. public speaking and with your church. 
what do you want to be known for? What do you want your, what's your legacy? What legacy are you leaving behind? Um, Coop can answer that. Whatever memory he has of me. Cause I know I made sure that if you're in my life, I'm good people with you. I'll treat you fairly. I'll treat you right. I'll be your friend. I'll be honest. And um, I'm not in it to, to patronize anybody, patronize anybody. Um, real, being real. And I admire my fellow man. I admire watching other athletes. I admire those I competed against. I mean, I have great friends and uh, that, that from the game in all sports. And with running my charitable events and, and working with other athletes, cross sports, they all have an opinion about me, and I made sure it was the same one, those qualities that I threw out to you guys earlier. Hey, Preston, you know, talk about how you reach out to the community for these kids, these young kids. Oh. You, that's one of his biggest things, Ari, is that he's always talking, giving back, touching, and, <laughs> and listening. That's important to listen to these young people because sometimes they have a lot to say that other people don't listen to. Well, that's true. And, you know, I really walk a thin line because sometimes, you know, today it could be a little vulnerable to people. And, you know, I'll, I'll stop any young person and say, hey, do you play athletics? You look like you can play some ball. And I just start that conversation. And I might be in line at Starbucks and a young person's with their parents or something. I just have a care for young people doing it the right way because there's so many people that don't know how to teach and coach it the right way. There's mm-hmm. a lot of coaches that don't have a clue. They just imitate what they think they see on national TV. And that's not how you reach these young people. You know, you have to inspire their love for it. You know, we have a tough time because today there's nothing but video games for them. So that inspiration is tougher to get these kids out. But what I do is through uh, the ALS Foundation, we run a a tournament there. Um, Now the New Mexico Sports Hall of Fame, I'm part of that board. And my speaking platform, everywhere I go, I speak to student athletes. I go on a campus to look at their facilities. I guarantee you, I end up talking to some of the athletes. I get to meet them because I always watch practices and stuff like that. Or if I'm driving like I'm doing now on, out and about in the country or something, uh, traveling, I'll stop at a high school. I'll stop somewhere where a youth team is practicing and just stand and watch. And I don't always wear my Super Bowl ring, but if I happen to have it, that always draws attention. And then that's when the stories begin. And Always got something positive to say. People don't forget champions. There you got it. Let's start the new year <laughs> off the right way, man. Preston Denard, thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure, dude. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for my picture, finally, after 18 years. <laughs> Bye, boy. Get out of here. <laughs> See you guys. See you. <laughs>